Welcome to the Bedford First Assembly of God podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We'd love to hear what God is doing through this ministry. If you have a story to share, send us an email at connect at bedfordfirstag.org. Also, feel free to visit our website at bedfordfirstag.org. You can view the live stream of our services and find out more about our church. Thanks for listening. Uh, Today I'm going to be ministering on the best gifts uh, for Valentine's Day. Again, I know that uh, uh, whenever you go out shopping, there is the traditional uh, candy. Now, I buy that for Jackie because I like the candy. So uh, I do that. There's uh, flowers. There's all kinds of cards and all that kind of stuff. How many, especially guys, are prepared for Tuesday? Anybody? How many has no clue yet? <laughs> we're, all, we're all in this together, aren't we, dude? Uh, I haven't done anything yet, but I will. Amen. But, uh, you know, th- these uh, little kids from time to time can be uh, ask all kinds of questions about what they think. And there are some kids that are, are, have been asked, how do you decide who to marry? And so here are some of their answers. Christine, at uh, age 10. There you go. How do you decide who to marry? No person really decides uh, before they grow up who they're going to get married to. God decides it all way before, and you get to find out later who you're stuck with. Alan... Uh, age 10, says you got to find somebody who likes the same stuff. Uh, if, if you like sports, she should like sports. And she should keep, keep the chips and the wings coming. When asked uh, what age that uh, you should get married at, uh, Freddie, six years old, says uh, no age is a good age to get married. You'll be a fool to get married. And then uh, Anita, uh, at age nine, asked, uh, was asked the question of whether it's better to stay single or married. And she said it's better for girls to be single, but not boys. Boys need somebody to clean up after them. And then uh, when asked how to make a marriage work, Ricky, age 10, says this. Tell your wife that she looks pretty, even if she looks like a truck. <laughs> so there you go. That's how to... Uh, uh, that's what kids think about marriage and uh, getting engaged and happy lives. Amen. You and I uh, come to a place where this is the month of love. I hope you've had a month of love already. Amen. And uh, so again, it all culminates on Valentine's Day where we do a lot of different things, uh, taking people out and, you know, jewelry, candy, uh, scented this and that and all kinds of stuff, coffee cups. I like coffee cups. My wife can give me one of those. Uh, But as God is uh, talking to us about all of this stuff, uh, I'm going to go to a a scripture. It's in Philippians chapter uh, 5, and we're just going to read just a few verses. uh, Verse 25, 28, and 33. I think it's on the overhead up there. So uh, Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Uh, 28, I believe. Uh, In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And then 33, I believe, 
is up there. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect or be devoted to her husband. Uh, it tells the man to love the wife over and over and over again. tells the wife to respect uh, the, the husband. And as I've looked at this uh, scripture, and, and let, me, let me start out by just stepping back just really quickly. Uh, Jackie and I have been married this July for 50 years. Yay, okay. Uh, how, many, yeah, uh, how many has been married longer than 50 years? How many longer than 60 years? 65, 64, 63, 62, 61, 60. Okay, well, we're, we're getting down there to it. Anyway, Jackie and I have been married for 50 years, and she's going to keep me for a little bit longer. But I stand up here today, as I do every single Sunday, preaching the Word that is pointed to me just like it is to anyone else. I am not an expert on, uh, on, uh, on marriage uh, if you are an expert on marriage, you can come up here and take my place. Amen. I'm not an expert in marriage. Uh, I do not, uh, I'm not the ideal husband, and uh, I'm sure you're not, and your wife is not altogether the ideal wife. So we're, we're attacking this uh, all from a need to know. Okay? And I do need to tell you one other thing is that as we get into this, I'm going to be talking about ways to enhance your marriage and to help your marriage. Uh, and I do recognize that people get divorced. It, it happens. Uh, it is, I don't think it's God's desire, it's not God's want, but it does happen. And sometimes you can do everything I am ministering on this morning and it still go south on you. Uh, of course, you know, we could go to the extremes. Uh, if, you know, if you're uh, married to a child molester, probably, yeah, you're going to get a divorce. Uh, if you're married to somebody beating you all the time, yeah, you're going to get... So there's some things that just are there. And a lot of times when we preach on marriage and we preach on all these uh, different ideals, uh, people go, well, I wish I could have tried all of them and it fixed it, but it just did not. So if that is you this morning, I'm not trying to bring condemnation into your life by uh, pointing out maybe what you should have done while you were married. Uh, we'll just leave that in the hands of the Lord because it is a, it's a tough life somehow to live. Whenever you read that portion of Scripture, you find out some things that God wants you to do. First of all is this, to rekindle your passion. Uh, there was a uh, story uh, written into Dear Abby, so you know how long ago this was. And uh, the lady said, do uh, all marriages go stale after 25 years? Ours has, she writes. My husband and I don't talk much anymore. We used to talk about our kids, but now our kids are grown and out of the house. I have no major complaints about my husband, but the old excitement is gone. We watch our, a lot of TV, we read books, we have friends, uh, but when we're alone, it's pretty dull and boring. We even sleep in separate bedrooms now, and is there a way to recapture the old magic? Signed, the song has ended. At this point, I was going to play the Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. 
Matter of fact, it's up there. Let's see. <laughs> and uh, so they go on and they say, what happened to these feelings? As a matter of fact, if you go to Reader's Digest and different places that talk about this, uh, they will tell you that this is one of those areas that the feeling has gone. But is it inevitable? Uh, and I believe that the Lord will tell you it's because whenever you're talking about uh, the, the things of God, you, you do recognize that the Lord has said uh, in Revelation that you, this, this same uh, 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 group of people had lost their first love. He's writing to Ephesians, and now he's writing to Ephesians in, uh, uh, in, in, in Revelations. And he's talking about, uh, you've uh, strayed from me. You, uh, as a matter of fact, he gives them a lot of kudos about being faithful and about, about you know, you, you, haven't, you haven't put up with uh, people that were not uh, 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 Christians as they say they were, all these kind of things. Uh, and he says, but you've gotten cold in that love. He tells the uh, Ephesian people to go back and start redoing the things uh, that you used to do uh, to rekindle that spark or that flame. And, and he was talking about between us and himself. Uh, and then he also recognizes that it's between a husband and a wife. Uh, Jack, Jackie and I, as many of you have, again, been married so long, uh, I used to see people sit around a uh, table out eating at a restaurant and and they could go for uh, seemingly hours and not say a single word to each other. Anybody see that? And I said when I was younger, uh, I'm still young, but younger, uh, oh, I'm never going to let that happen. Uh, and, but nowadays, it's, it's really funny. You can't sit for a long time, and, and you've already said everything, you know. And, and uh, you know, you're sitting there, you, oh, did I tell you? Yeah, she told me that. Oh, okay. Uh, did, I, did I? Yeah, you, yeah, you did, yeah. Well, how about, yes, you, yeah. But somehow, if you're here today and you have an issue in your marriage, there needs to be a rekindling. And that rekindling sometimes has to go back to the very, very beginning of your, of your, of your meeting together and ask yourself a very simple question. What, what attracted me to this person or what, what was I doing that allowed me to, uh, uh, to, to get this girl or get this guy and start doing just a little bit of those things? And I know some people will say, I'm way too old to do what I used to do. Uh, I'm way too old and way too mature to act silly again. Well, I want to tell you, sometimes uh, remembering how you got that girl or got that guy is important. And to go back and rekindle, as the Lord says, uh, uh, the Ephesian church was doing everything right. Uh, they were just doing marvelous things. But the Lord says, you just, you just lost that first love of yours. And if you would go back and rekindle that love, what, what happens is whenever you rekindle the love you have for somebody, life is much easier with them. If you're in a marriage right now that you're going, well, I got to go home. I got to talk to him. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do today? You probably need to go revisit something and say to yourself, how do I rekindle this spark? Now, I, I think uh, Jackie liked my 68 Dodge Charger, and I, you all know about that. I've been, you've been around me long enough. And I'd, I'd pull her in her driveway. She'd run out and jump in the car, and I'd back out. And, of course, it had 425 horse, big, big old monster car. And I'd light the tires up uh, halfway down the road. I mean, just, just burn them off. And her mom and dad never said ever a word to me about it. His dad, her dad was in there going, 
what a guy, you know. It's, I think she, uh, she liked me for being sort of out there occasionally, and, and sometimes we can get very comfortable with those that we are married to, those people that are close to us, that we look at them and we have nothing more seemingly in common. And that's what the Ephesian church in Romans was doing, uh, I mean, in, in Revelations was doing. The Lord says, look, you're doing everything right. And sometimes in marriage situations, you're doing everything right. Uh, this lady that wrote in to uh, Dear Abby says, I can't find any major faults with my husband. It's just whenever we're together, <laughs> there's nothing going on. We must be people that see the need in the other person in our life and do something about it. Amen? There was a... I would encourage you to, again, go back and do first things first. Why don't you take them out once in a while, do something with them. There was a, a story about a tornado that hit a Kansas uh, a farmhouse. It was early one morning, and uh, the roof was ripped off, and the, uh, and the farmer and his wife were uh, still in bed, and it picked the bed up and, and just whirled them around and twirled them around this tornado. Finally landed them in, a, in another county uh, in their state, and, but they landed nice and soft and uh, easy, and it was all cool and really great, and, and the, uh, the, the woman was just balling up a storm. And the husband said, oh, honey, oh, come on, you're okay. We're not hurt, uh, and so, so don't be afraid. She says, I'm not afraid. She continues to cry. I'm not afraid. I am such in joy, and, and it's been such a wonderful thing. This is the first time we've been out together in years. This is the first time we've been out together in years. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Revelations I've been alluding to says this. Jesus tell the bride of Christ, the church that was in Ephesus, that she had fallen out of love with him. Like a grieving husband. Listen to the words. Read it for yourself later. Like a grieving husband, Jesus says, why don't you love me like you used to love me? And he is, he's asking that of us about himself, but he always relates it to a husband and wife relationship. Always. And so he's, he's up there with little tear droplets in his eyes uh, looking at his church and going, oh, come on. Why don't you come back to me? Uh, why don't you show me you love me? It's not about dotting the I and crossing the T and doing everything just right. Uh, why don't you come back and just love me like you used to love me? How many remembers the first time you got saved? Oh, my goodness, what a wonderful experience. I hope it was for you. You come down to an altar or there in your car or at your home or somebody's witness to you, and you ask Jesus to come into your heart and your life, and, and, and everything comes alive. Uh, your, your heart's changed. Your mind has changed. Uh, everything around you looks differently than what uh, it did look. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're born again, uh, and you have this great love relationship with your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. But what happens is life happens. Life happens. And all of a sudden, the joy of the Lord is not really your strength anymore because you've abandoned the joy of the Lord. The love of the Lord is there for you, but you go, oh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. The Lord is asking us to renew that love relationship with Him and with each other as loving husband wives. 
The Lord says, let's do this. Remember in this scripture, if you read, and I'm not going to go through all of it, you read verse 1 down through about uh, uh, 5, it tells to remember uh, what it used to be like. To repent, and that means to change your mind, your direction, to realign your priorities, uh, uh, stop having just an adversarial relationship, and decide to have a loving relationship. This is all done in your mind, and your heart, and your spirit. And then he says to repent. And then to repeat what you have done in the past. You know, after 50 years, I still love Jackie. That's a cool thing. And I hope at your point in your life, whether you've been married for a few months or a few years or 50 years, I hope that the fire still burns in your life. Does that mean that I'm perfect? Oh, come on. I was hoping to hear, yes, you are. No, just... No, we're not perfect. Is Jackie perfect? I would tell her she is. But no, she's not. She's got issues. I got issues. But wow, at one time in our lives, we stood at an altar and we said we will marry each other till death do us part. And like I said at the very beginning, I realized that things happen in life that causes divorces. But I have to tell you, that we must take seriously that, that, that goal to love one another till death do us part. Amen? Amen. Number two, build up your spouse. Ephesians again. Husbands love your wife. Husbands love your wife. Husbands love your wife. That's what it said. And the wife is to respect her husband. I, you know, I've heard a lot of ladies said, well, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't, he's done so many things that, that I don't know if I can respect him anymore. Abraham, uh, Abraham gave his wife away a few times, and she still called him Lord. Now, I want to tell you, if I gave Jackie away, some guy comes along and says, hey, I like you. I like that, that woman of you. I say, yeah, she's a good one. I want to take her with me. Okay, you just go right ahead and take her. And I'll come rescue her a little later. There'd be no rescuing. <laughs> She'd beat the tire out of me. But Abraham says, that, hey, because he was afraid of uh, the Pharaoh. He was afraid of people. Oh, I'll take my wife. And, and, and he actually had uh, uh, Sarah in the, in the room. And, and, and there he was going to have some, and an angel comes and says, are you an idiot? Do you want to die right here? That's not his sister. That's his wife. Because he, he lied and said, oh, that's my sister. What? She's half-sister. And all of a sudden, you know, She's still calling him Lord with respect. And I think that women will not uh, have too much of a problem respecting us as men if we love them as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. But I want to tell you, ladies, that not every goof up your husband makes uh, uh, makes it okay for you to disrespect them. They haven't given you away yet that I know of. They haven't abandoned you and say, oh, we, I don't want you no more. Go away. I, I don't think they've done that yet. And here is a, a great example of respecting the husband that probably didn't need to be respected. And you and I, I mean, I, I've made many of my flub-ups. And, and, you know, there's something about breaking trust 
Anybody know about this? You break trust in marriages and it's hard to get it back. Well, the deal is we must work at getting it back. If, again, I sold Jackie to the nearest Pharaoh, I think the trust would be broken. And they would have to be working on getting it back into position again. But I want to tell you, we can love our wives and our, love, our wives can respect us. You say, well, why did, why did God deal with loving the wife and them respecting you? Can I give you a, a little insight there? He was talking to our weaknesses. He was talking to our weaknesses. Does the wife supposed to love the husband? Absolutely. But she does that pretty naturally. And so it's, he was talking to men that, uh, you know, we've been married for 32 years, and honey, do you still love me? Yeah, I told you when we got married I love you, and if it ever changes, I'll tell you. That's our weaknesses, that we, we don't want to go around gooshing most of the time, and we love you, we care about you, give me a hug. Uh, you know, especially after 50 years, uh, uh, Jackie will walk through the house, and, and I'll just have to step in front of her and give her a big hug because I want to. Because if you love them, they should respect you. And let me tell you one more time, ladies, your husbands are not infallible. Oh, come on, I thought a big amen for that one. Your husbands are not infallible. They make mistakes just like you do. But God gave the, uh, gave the way in which we can build each other up. And that is for us to love our wives and for our wives to respect us. Because I want to tell you what, women, one of the things that drives men is having some respect. It's true. Thank you for the amen. That's what men really want. I mean, it's been, it's been funny uh, as I've studied uh, books about, you know, marriage and all that kind of stuff. You go in and find your wife uh, as guys sitting on the edge of the bed, and they're crying their eyes out because their sweeper will not work. Uh, they do not want you to say, oh, get out of the way, let me fix the sweeper. What do they want you to do? Sit down and moan with them a little bit, then fix the sweeper. That's what they want from you, to sit down, put your arm around, oh, honey, I'm so sorry that that sweeper doesn't work. Uh, uh, it's not plugged in, but I, I'll plug it in just in a minute. I'm so sorry, honey, that it's not working the way you think it should work. And now after you do that, then you get to fixing it. But what guys like is for them to do some manly thing and for the wife to come along and says, dude, that was good. You... You did that really good. We thrive on different things. And the Lord is speaking to us uh, in our weaknesses, the men to loving and showing love, the women to respecting whenever they don't think the husband needs respecting. And the Lord is speaking to our weaknesses and says, do these things and good things will take place in your, in your family, in your life. There are two kinds of love in the Word of God. Uh, one word for love is philia, and we know all this. You've studied it, I'm sure. And it is sort of a conditional love. It's based on feelings. You may like, may not. And then there's agape, which is unconditional love, based on commitment to the other person. 
And the fact of the matter is, uh, marriage is indeed an unconditional commitment to an imperfect person. It's an unconditional commitment to an imperfect person. Wow. Look in the mirror someday and say, I am imperfect. You say, well, I'm not. Well, that shows, that shows where you're coming from then. You have, you have some real, real issues in that. And I've heard also as I've studied that uh, marriage should be a 50-50 thing. No, 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 no. Never a 50-50 thing. It's 100%, 100%. You give all of your life to your mate. You give all of your life, and you should receive all of that back to you. Now, I recognize as... Uh, you know, as people have said, that sometimes going through, uh, going through life is just tough. And, and we go through uh, frumpy times. Anybody like frumpy times? Times whenever things are us, we don't work real well. Uh, you, ladies may get into, uh, you know, some physical things. Men get into some physical things that we don't. Whenever you catch yourself, love and respect then comes into play. Third is this, communication. It is a fact that about two-thirds of marriages come to an end because of communication breakdowns. Uh, and most problems, as I said at the beginning, people are divorced, and it has nothing to do with your trying or trying hard. But most of the time, problems can be resolved through communication. It's really true. And uh, one, one couple, a lady said that she felt like uh, she was living on an island and her husband was living on an island and neither one of them knew how to swim. Uh, that's how it was with their communication. They couldn't get together on what they were doing. Deuteronomy chapter 24 tells men and people to stay together as families, to work things out, to, to stay home. And I know us guys, that we like to get out and get around. Uh, uh, we like to be gone a lot. Well, that's okay if your wife is okay with that. But I want to tell you what, we are responsible as men to the well-being of the, the home. Now, I, you know, they've always said, happy wife, happy life. And that, there's some truth to that. And, and, and if you've married your husband to make you happy, you've married him for the wrong reason. I cannot make Jackie happy. The Lord can make her happy. I can do things that she likes, that she enjoys, and it makes her happy for a moment. But we're all happy or not happy based on us looking at our face in the mirror and being happy or unhappy. And so communication is there, and, and talking and help, trying to help things out is there, but... If you want to be happy, guess what? Just be happy. Let the Lord lead you and guide you. It is, it is an awful thing to get the silent treatment. How many loves the silent treatment? Hey, honey, how you doing? Sweetheart? It's an awful thing. It's an awful thing to try to discuss something with your loved one and all you get is either silent treatment or an argument about it instead of sitting down and actually discussing things. I think that if we're going to do godly communications with our spouses, we need to be people that can listen as, as well as talk. 
And sometimes uh, in life, in the 50 years that I've been married, I have to tell myself occasionally, you need to be quiet for a minute and listen to what somebody's saying. My wife. And whenever you do that, you generally go, you, you know what I do sometimes? I talk, what, I, I formulate an answer while she is talking. Anybody ever do that? I formulate this answer while, the, while she's talking, and I don't even know what she's saying yet. And so about halfway through it, I blurred out with the answer, would you just please let me finish? I was a woman. Oh, I hope she's not watching. It's, it's, I'm going to go home to a, ooh, no. But the deal is, if you're going to have this marriage that you want, it has to be listening and talking and doing it without screaming or insulting or all the other things that go along with an argument. You say it's impossible. No, it's possible. Fourthly and finally, a generous forgiver. How many has ever had to forgive your mate? Was that all men? One more time. How many's ever had to forgive your mate? Oh, okay. I thought I, I just saw men's hands going up. I thought, well, okay. There was a, a big survey done by the Harris uh, uh, polling system. Uh, all the couples were had been married fifty years or over, and they asked them to write down. The thing about their spouse that aggravated them the most during the 50 years of marriage. 25% left it blank. 22% said none or there was nothing. And one person says that love covers a multitude of sin. And so what that was, it was almost, well it was 48%, but almost 50% of them overlooked the spouse's faults. Isn't that incredible? Love does indeed cover a multitude of sins. In the church, in your marriage, in your family situation, everywhere around, whenever you come to that place where, where not good things are happening and you recognize after being married all of these years, 25% uh, just left it blank. 22, well, no, I, I don't have any problem with my spouse at all. After 50 years of marriage? Why? Is it because there was not a problem ever? No, there was problems. They just forgave them. They were a generous forgiver. I, I'm bothered by the Scripture. That tells all of us, and it tells me, to unless you forgive, you cannot be forgiven. Oh, you know that Scripture, huh? Unless you forgive, you cannot be forgiven. Sometimes, I have to be honest, just sometimes I have to forgive people when I don't want to simply because I want God to forgive me someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to be honest. Okay, Lord, I'll forgive them this time. I really don't want to. I'd like to pound them in the head. But I'll go ahead and do it because I know I'm going to come to you someday with a, when I'm a well, see, that doesn't really work because I'm really not forgiving them. But you and I are in a marriage that hopefully for 50 years or more. And if you are, there will be times when you need to be a generous forgiver. What has your spouse done that has just driven you crazy? That, that has broken trust, that, that has harmed and hurt you, uh, and again, sometimes leads to divorce and moving on down the road? I recognize that. 
But if we can be generous forgivers, wow. And you say, well, they don't deserve it. Well, I'm pretty sure you don't either. Right? Not all the time. You don't deserve it all the time either. We need to acknowledge problems. I know that, but we're going to work through it. We're going to love each other, care about each other. One little girl was talking to her dad one day, and she says, "Uh, what do people say when they get married? Well, they promise to love and to be kind to one another. child said to her dad, well, you're not always married then, are you, dad? Kind and loving, forgiving, caring. You and I, on this Valentine's Day, I, I want your, I just don't want you to be married. I want you to be married well. You know, I want your, 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 your life to be blessed. And I, I tell you, to go home every day of your life and be in a marriage that you just dread, it has to be an awful, awful thing. I don't know that these will fix your marriage or it ends in some other way. But I want to tell you, you should try these. You should try these before you move on to anything else and see if God will do the miracle that he needs and wants to do for you. Amen? Amen. I want us to stand for just a minute. If you want to and if you can, I would like for couples here, husbands, wives, couples here, just to come down here together. We're just going to pray for you. Just ask God to bless you. If you can, that's all right. If you're here by yourself, you can still stand in for your mate. Yeah, look at this. We're all going to go home after this, and we're all going to go, okay, let's sit down and look at each other, talk about each other in a positive way. Let's do something marvelous. Amen. The Lord's good this morning. Amen. Amen. Father, we have couples down here, husbands and wives. And Lord, God, even people in the, in the back, Lord God, that maybe are divorced. Maybe, Lord God, their spouse has passed. And Father, they're going through their own times of missing and loss. But Lord God, we want our marriages to be well, to be blessed, to be ministered to by you. Father, allow us to be what we ministered on this morning. Communicators great forgivers, rekindling of the fire that we used to have. Let us do something, Lord God, that will bring a joy to our family, a joy to our marriage. Lord God, that we will be together till the day we die with your help. Now, Lord God, bless this people. Minister to this people. Meet every need, Lord God, that they have. Lord God, if there's some couple here that is on the verge of calling it quits, Lord God, touch them, Lord God. Minister to Let your Holy Spirit come upon them right now. Give them ideals and thoughts, Lord God, to save this marriage. And Lord God, we're going to give you thanks. And we're going to expect, Lord God, reports back, Lord God, of the miracles you've done in families' lives. And Lord God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your name. Now, Lord God, we want to make our lives right with you also. As we're doing it with our mates, Lord God, we want to do the same with you. Lord God, to communicate with you, to rekindle our first love with you. And Lord God, we know, Lord God, it will change our lives forever. And Lord God, we thank you and we praise you. We bless your name. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. If there's someone here that needs prayer among yourselves, just slip your hand up and say, I, I, I need someone to pray for me. There's brothers and sisters all over this place right here. Anybody, very quickly before we dismiss, a brother right here, almost a couple guys, right back here. Yeah. Anybody else you have a need and you want somebody to pray with you? Amen. As we pray for these down here, it's been good to have you in the house of the Lord. Instead of going home or to a restaurant, why don't you go into the fellowship hall? Uh, they're waiting down there to feed you and have a Valentine's gathering together. God bless you. It's been good to have you in the house of the Lord this wonderful morning. <laughs>